Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are going live, answering your questions, talking trade targets, talking captains, reacting to the team names, all while having a beer doing it. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and joined as most of the time by Luke Rojo. How are you, mate? First live show. We missed you last week. <laughs> That's a good good gear. Good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I was actually going to suggest that we do this, but you just decided to do it on your own. So, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Can yeah. Ah, <laughs> the mic's on, baby, and I'm back. Roger, Roger's let's, back. Let's go live, baby. <laughs> I hope that worked. I hope we don't actually have audio issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully after that gag, it actually is working. Big on the gags. I'm back. Let's rock and roll. All right. Well, he's back. He's after his one-week hiatus. Uh, we, like I said, we missed you last week, mate. And uh, Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Because we're back on the live show on the beers. And, uh, yeah, let's crack and, beer, right? Yeah, crack your beer open, mate. It's, uh, it's time to get into this live show talking... Trade targets, talking Thursday night team reactions, mate. It's been, um, I don't know about you, but I was, we we're talking before the show, but I've been set on my trades <laughs> Monday through Thursday. Until five minutes ago. Thursday night tr- teams drop, and the last, uh, you know, 24 hours or so, I've just been in a whirlwind with all of my trade ideas and who I want to do, and, uh, Five minutes ago, I've even changed my <laughs> changed my plans as you witness as well. So it's been a huge week. Like we've had, um, uh, as you've aptly named it here, flight gate with, uh, yes. with with the rat <laughs> yes, and uh, whether to... he was actually going to get on the plane or not. So we'll talk to that about that in a little bit. But we've got rookies debuting five minutes ago, and uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. got lots going on. So it's going to be a fun show. Premiums injured, all sorts of stuff happening. So yep. let's uh, let's start off by reacting to the the teams that dropped last night. Look. For some people, it, it might appear like there wasn't too much happening, but yep. I actually think there's a lot of nuggets in here that we can we can um, get out of the teams. So the first one, obviously, like you mentioned, Flightgate. Um, <laughs> Twitter was ablaze yesterday before teams were announced. Yeah, you know, people, you know, smearing the uh, the team awesome source name. Roy, uh, was, Roy wasn't happy. Was Roy he? was not happy, <laughs> and fair, fair enough because apparently he had a very good source. Um, but Rory Atkins was named after a lot of people feared that he might have been dropped. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a screenshot of him saying that to from someone on Instagram that he didn't make the trip. So obviously, playing a little silly buggers with some people out there. Um, yeah, it's, 
don't do it when you're like a high stakes fantasy player. Surely he'd know that the fantasy community is is. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. He's not like a not a huge name or anything oh, out there. Like, mate, it's if not I was like an AFL player, I'd know everything about what's going on about me. Trust me. He, I, I say, know. I say, fair game. Look, like. And, and the other thing, yeah. all we had to do was wait until six thirty last night. You know, like everyone wants really, to jump the gun. But do we really need to know? Like there wasn't a game on or anything like that. It doesn't change our mind. But anyway, what are, what are people going to do on Twitter if they're not speculating? Exactly, <laughs> fair point. Fair point. That's what we do on Twitter: speculate. So he's he's in. No stress there. He's made the trip over to West Coast. The biggest news I think that came out of teams <laughs> and the one that spun my head in a million different directions. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of other teams out there. Darcy Parish is out with a calf. Yep. I always hate as well in the AFL as well. We just call it a calf. A calf what? You want to call it a contusion, don't you? Like no. Is it, well, is it a calf contusion? Is it is it a calf tear? Don't is bring it a, contusion. Is it, is it a, a tight calf? Like, what is it? What I know he has calves, but what is it? <laughs> like, why is he out? So, he, he's out, and yep. the flow-on effect of... Those who held Setterfield last week, yep. like myself, you've already traded him, so you don't, you, you're stress-free. Um, I should trade him back in now, hey, because... Do it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, come back in, join, yeah, join the road. Good but, idea. but are we holding Setterfield now in the hopes that he's got more midfield time? Because in my trade plans before Thursday night teams, I was I was saying see you later Setterfield, yeah, and I was pretty happy with that. But now I'm considering holding him. Is it's, that uh, am I being reactionary, or what are your thoughts on that? It's an interesting one. Like you said, we don't have a great deal of information about Darcy Parrish's calf. I think. We kind of always say this, but it depends on the the structure of your team, and it depends on um, you know what you could potentially do if you didn't trade Setterfield. So, yep. like you, for example, um, you can still make some trades that get you to Mills uh, by trading out. Uh, I can still and do a, Yeah, I can still do a rookie upgrade to a premium that I'm happy to bring in. Whereas if uh, people were left in a situation where they really couldn't go to anyone, then I'd probably go down the, the road of trading in set, uh, trading out Setterfield for a keeper. That's yep. just kind of the way I personally look at it, but there's no doubt that um, Setterfield could go big over the next four weeks. He's got good matchups. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Like, if I couldn't, like, even with all the moves that I was trying to do, if I couldn't get to a premium, then I would just still be happy with trading out Setterfield. He is going to lose cash. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he had all the CBAs in the world and still scored a 54 um, now, the other thing that's also enticing me is the run that Essendon have coming up. Uh, so after this week, they've got... So they obviously have Brisbane this week, but then after that, they've got the three of the easiest matchups in the world where they go uh, Richmond, West Coast, and North Melbourne in back-to-back-to-back to back weeks. Juicy, hey? So uh, pretty incredible run leading up to his round 14 buy. So for me, if you're holding him this week... You are holding him for the buy, so I'm, I want to emphasize that you're in it for the long haul. You're running him up to his buy if you are not trading him. I still think, like you said, if you can't do anything else, rookie upgrade, then yeah. it is still okay to trade him because, like I said, he's going to lose cash. So that's where I am at the moment. Right now, as of this minute, I am holding him personally. But I've changed my mind like six or seven times yeah. today, so uh, <laughs> it could come down to the wire. So. That is what's going on here. The other one I want to touch on is in Sydney, Tom McCartan yep. out with concussion. Um, but Will Gould, the saviour, the ghost, <laughs> has been named. So is Will Gould going to be the one that prevents Callum Mills from going back into defence? Yeah, my, my assumption is that's sort of a, a straightish swap to kind of like yeah. bolster Sydney's back line. Um, I'm, a, I'm already a Mills owner, so it's something that I kind of 
don't You're just trying have, to justify yourself anyway. That's it, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like I'm not trading him out anyway. Um, but he, he really is really priced on the turn, isn't he? Yeah. Like th- this is the I think his break where, even is like 93 or something yeah. like that. So, so this is kind of, I think, as cheap as we're going to get him all season. Yeah. And um, we've seen in the past that like he's a keeper. He's a guy that you want to have in your side towards the end of the year. So fingers crossed that he's in the right role and, and he yeah. is that for us. It does just reaffirm to me that it is still a risk. Yeah. It is still something that, you know, is not all... You know, we're not just guaranteed there's 110 averaging player. Yeah. There is still risk with him, but I am agreeing with you that I still think that it is worth jumping yeah. on. In fact, I am going to be jumping on this week. Fuck, I've touched my mic. Oh, you did I, it. I've done, I think oh. I've already done it like Who's four that? or five times. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to the, the, the yeah. listener who was Thank you to the, the keen-eyed observer on um, YouTube on, after Monday's show that uh, told me that I touched my headset 56 times. 56 is pretty incredible. That's a lot. So it's like maybe it's a nervous tick. I, I don't know what the fuck it is, but <laughs> it's uh, it's no good. Okay, I'm going to keep my hands occupied under the desk for a little bit. Well, and, hold on. Um, C- careful go- now. <laughs> big boys are coming later, mate. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'll save it for the big boys. What's our last piece of Thursday team reaction news? So the last piece of Thursday news uh, was that a uh, popular rookie that we were expecting slash hoping was going to be named, yeah. uh, Josh Fahey, Hasn't been there. We all sort of were counting on him. I sort of thought that he would come in with Angwin being questionable with his ankle and yep. stuff like that. Angwin's still there. However, you know, another man has stepped up. Another man is going to come in and save our downgrade hopes. <laughs> Cameron Fleeton, are you on board with me? No. Oh, okay. this, this broke about five minutes ago and Mitch is like, welcome to Mitchman. You're in, my boy. Literally, You're that's in. all I needed was him debuting. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, he's in. Fleetwood Mac, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, look, he's got some good stats. In the last five games in VFL, he's, yeah. he's gone 106, 103, 86, 99, and 103 in his last five playing off the defensive line. So, look... I was choosing between him and um, who's the Brisbane guy, Sharpie, uh, Sharpie. and I just feel as though the second that Rich is coming back in, Wilmot goes back onto that wing, and Sharpie's out. Um, are you... Plus, he had the round twelve by versus Fleeton's round fifteen by. Very optimistic of me, but if he does hold his spot, I can run him through the buys and get rid of him then. But it's <laughs> look, look. I, I already have Drury and that's why I'm considering this. Yeah. If I didn't have Drury, I wouldn't be you obviously worrying about that. But that's sort of the desperation that I'm at the moment in terms of these downgrades. Are you a little bit worried that maybe his time in the team might only be fleeting? We need that, <laughs> that cricket sound. But yes, get yes, I am. You get yes, it? Yeah. I, I am. Fleeton, that's his name. Yep. Um, yeah, but I, I am very worried that he is going to be only in the team for... You know, a short while, but I think all our rookies at the moment, job security sucks. Like, even the best rookies like Rory Atkins, the rat, like, his job security is questionable. Everyone's questionable. The only one that's really maybe solid is Dylan Williams, but again, he's 370,000, so hard to do an upgrade with something like that, and his scoring output isn't all that great either. So... Uh, you know, I ran the gauntlet last week with Drury. That looked like it was the right pick. I yeah. think I might be looking to do that again uh, this week. So Yeah, no, I think fair enough. It's, it's tough to pick, so you've got to go somewhere, don't you? So should we talk about some Bull Boys trade targets? Yes, we should. So speaking of the downgrade targets, um, we'll start with those. Number one, like I said, Blake Drury. If you don't have him, I think he's the number one target. He's only 20K more than Fleeton, plus he's in that struggling side in North. I think he's going to have at least a decent run. Rory Atkins is number two. Again, he's in the downgrade targets so if you can get him as a downgrade 
I think, and still get your upgrade that you want. So my other scenario was um, like a peddler to an Atkins, a Rory Atkins, yep. and then a set of field up to a Mills. Um, yep. So in that scenario, I wasn't just getting in Atkins as my upgrade. So in that kind of a scenario, I tick it off, and I think he's a good good buy. He should go up maybe another 100K, even just the next two weeks, yep. uh, which is good. At number three, this is where I've got the uh, the Mac. Uh, Cameron Fleeton. <laughs> the Mac. It's, Fle- it's Fleetwood Mac, mate. Fleetwood Mac. Well, I'm just calling him the Mac now. Okay, the big Ca- Mac truck. Cameron Cameron Fleeton at number three. Um, that's you look. It's it's desperate measures at the moment. Then I've got Harry Sharp, uh, Arthur Jones with the Dogs, Will Gould, Ryan Angwin there at the end. Uh, flip a coin between all of those all yeah. of those boys. It is kind of desperate there, but I think um, yeah, sort of take your pick there. But I. Personally, right at this stage, I'm going Fleeton as my yeah. downgrade. I suspect most people probably had a look at Drury last week. Yeah, which makes I think him for the, the most part, option. Drury will be the number one guy, and, and I think that's clearly his pre- preference. I think it's pretty safe in what you say. If you did go Drury last week, then you yeah. know maybe Fleeton's your play this week. The um the boys got around him, didn't they? I think it was it Phil Davis who announced it. Yeah, I thought it was going to. It sounded like he was going to retire or something like that with his bloody <laughs> speech or whatever. I think that's what <laughs> he's he trying he to give. Screamed up. into the mic. Yeah, just, you couldn't understand <laughs> yeah, what yeah. he's saying. So, so no. Couple so, of good downgrade targets there. So that's I good, and he's made it into the team over Fahey, who was who couldn't get into the team as that defender type before. Yeah. So that is interesting. Um, okay, let's talk about some upgrade targets. Defense, we'll go through them. Although I'm not psyched about many of them. Number one, I have Will Powell here just for the value aspect yeah. and the round thirteen buy. Tom Stewart, I think this is the last week you should be trying to target Tom Stewart. You could get some sugar this week too. He could go big against Richmond mm. tonight. Um, I think, yeah, I think this is going to be a big score for him. Like, we will literally kick him the ball. Uh, <laughs> he won't have to work he's hard. He's not only getting the ball from his team, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting chip to chip from Richmond and from the Geelong. I've, I've said it for weeks. <laughs> Richmond kicked the ball more to opposition defenders yeah. than we do to Richmond He's going to He's going to love it. He's going to get silver service from the, from the Tigers. Um, and then number three, I've got Sicily there. Again, I'm not the hugest fan, but on the off chance that he is that 100-plus guy, he is at value at the moment. But I'm not too fussed about the defenders this week. Better looks in the mids, hey? The mids is where it's at. Number one option, and for me, it's Callum Mills. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and something that I think sometimes gets lost in a lot of cases in AFL fantasy, just because you can go to the big dog doesn't mean you should go to the big dog. So the reason, and I'm going to use my trades from last week as a a supporting factor, I brought in Andrew Brayshaw last week. I could have gone to Steele. I could have gone to Oliver. Yep. I could have gone to Rory Laird. Yep. Brayshaw outscores all of them. His price is now skyrocketing up, and I still have now enough money this week to make my upgrade that I want to do. So it's not... And Look, it, it won't always work out that perfectly, as in your guy just goes massive the, yeah. the first week, but yeah. the biggest thing is that upgrade cadence and getting your upgrades week in, week out, and identifying the players that are value. So that's why targeting value players are important because you're going to get that upgrade cadence every week and be you're going to complete your team faster. So for me, he is the number one player in terms of targets because of the value he presents. He might not score more than all these other guys behind him, but compared to what he's priced at, to what he's going to do, and what that allows you to do in the following weeks, he is the number one target for me. Yeah, if we're going to knock that beer off, mate. Yeah. Those, those hands. What did we call that are, before? It's gesticulating. Oh, I'm just, just, just gesticulating everywhere. You um, <laughs> Careful, Every, mate. Everywhere. Everywhere. Don't be gesticulating everywhere. Um, 
good point that you make, but I think it's it's actually something that I'd like to get better at is, mm. is looking at least a week, maybe a couple of weeks. Try ahead. look a week ahead. Sometimes you have those blinkers on, don't you? You think, okay, who can I afford? Bang, got these trades, and then the next week, in hindsight, you think, oh shit, I should have gone here so yeah. that I could go here. So if you can um, get out and crunch the numbers on your on your calculator and work out, you know, yeah. where people might go to and whatnot, it can be really helpful. So good point you make. So, some weeks are harder than others, but yeah, when you can do it, I, I would. I was trying to recommend number two. I've got Rory Laird. Uh, great matchup this week. Um, I'm starting to become a little bit less concerned about all the niggles and stuff that he's got going on, and it is coming into cuddle weather. So yep. here's number two for me. Only 10K more expensive than my number three, Andrew Brayshaw. Now, he was a guy that I brought in last week. Thought he was awesome. Had that great matchup. But this week and next week, the matchups are a lot tougher. So it comes up against Sydney this week at the SCG. So I think that'll be a harder matchup for him. So for that, I've got Rory Laird ahead. And number four, so my top four are probably my favorite targets here. Number four, I have Zaki Merritt, who without Parrish might get a little bit of extra sort of responsibility. And like we said before, with Setterfield, that run after this week, the next three games is amazing. Yeah. So I think he is a very unique player that you can get that could go huge with a bit of sugar hit. Yeah, he's he's um, owned by only 5% at the moment. I haven't checked into his like top 10,000 numbers, but he's a guy that we know has a ceiling of like 180. This yeah. Guy, this is yeah. a guy who can go enormous. 125s and halves kind of thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. So uh, this this week for me, I'm looking to uh, potentially go to you know Brayshaw, but Merritt's kind of in that ballpark uh, there with that juicy tempting. run. But... I think that yeah. I think the immediate payoff will be will be good for him. Yeah. The thing is with Brayshaw, so say for example, and I was telling you this before, like if you yeah. wanted to try and get both of them in, this is where the break even does come into play because uh, An- uh, Andrew Brayshaw 80, has a low break even of uh, 80, eighty, yes, yeah. and uh, Merritt has a one eleven break even. So if you wanted both, the best opportunity is to go Brayshaw first, Merritt next week, and that's yeah. when his run starts. However, if you're like not super confident that you could do both and you did prefer one or the other, I would then just jump on that guy straight away and figure the rest out later, if that makes sense. Yep. So those are my top four there. I'm pretty confident in those four. Um, the, we'll, we'll touch on another two players that I think are also potential options in Jack Steele and Noah Anderson. What, what are your thoughts on these players? I was pretty keen on Steele, but I think for me personally... When you've got Brayshaw and Mills as targets as round 12 buy players, I'm just leaving Steele as the guy that I'm going to get after his round 12 buy. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of fading him a little bit. His break-even is pretty high, so he should still keep coming down in price, um, or at least not shoot up in price. Yeah. Um, so that's my thinking with him. And Noah Anderson, I I personally just think he's starting to get away from you in terms of price. I know his round 13 buy is good, but... Yeah. Uh, is he going to be a 110 guy moving forward? I, I find it tough to project that. Yeah, interesting with both of them. Steele's an interesting one. I, I always like the psychology of it in this situation because if Steele comes out and pumps that 160 that Brayshaw pumps out and the roles are reversed oh, from yeah. last week, then we're all jumping on Steele. The narrative is different, yeah. isn't it? So, um, but the good thing that you do mention is you play the break-even game there now, and it probably means that Steele's got another couple of weeks yeah. where his price is going to hold, and you can get on that later. Noah yeah. Anderson for me is an interesting one because. Yes, you're probably paying overs at the moment, but with any of these guys, you, you're locking in a, a guy that's going to be in your team the rest of the year. Well, that's the intention of what you're doing. Yeah, at least until at least till the end of the bars and you're doing luxury trades. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, like week-to-week stuff. Yeah, but so probably at least for them, maybe like next eight to ten weeks. Yeah, so I don't think Noah Anderson is the worst option this week with the buy that he's got, but I probably agree with you in the, in the sense that there are better guys. So like Anderson at the moment is, uh, is going to cost you 950K, so that's to, price at 111. 
Yeah, it's it's exy. Um, and then, you know, Brayshaw, you're saving sort of 30, 40K there. Yeah, um, price at 107. Yeah, you got that low break even. So, uh, yeah, if if you, I don't know, if you had a scenario where you've got, you know, all of Brayshaw, Mills, and you've got all these guys and you're ready to trade another premium, maybe you could go to Anderson. But yeah, um, I think there are better options. Because this is where I say, like, if you say you don't have Callum Mills, you're yeah. saving $150,000 going to Callum Mills. And like I said before, the round 12 buy, is, it's not as good as the round 13 buy, but it's pretty good because a lot of us, I think, are going to struggle in the round 15 buy. It's probably the yep. hardest one with the Bulldogs, the Giants, the Kangaroos. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's another team there as well. Uh, Port Adelaide. Like a lot of relevant fantasy players on that round 15 buy. Yep. And if you've got those round 12 guys, they're going to hit you on those round 14s and 15s. Like that's where we've got the six teams on each buy. So... That's the hardest one, and if a round 12 guy will be there, just like a round 13 guy will be there, um, plus you've got the value and saving 150000 I I tend to side for that more. Um, he's been a great pickup the last few weeks when he was cheaper. I think by now, if you don't have him, it's... For me personally, I just think it's a little bit overs, um, even though he does, like we said, have the best buy. Now, a couple of forwards that we've got in as potential trade targets. I think you'd be looking at probably mids this week, but Butters yeah. and Bailey Smith we've got as one and two here. So Butters has been in that good role for probably like the last three or four weeks, and we've all been thinking, hey, the role's good. Yep. Like, where's the scoring? Well, we saw the scoring on the weekend. Yeah, he came out um, with a 110. So. Yeah, and it was a case of that could have been even bigger. We we didn't get a chance to watch that game, but um, reports yep. were that he spent a little bit of time on the bench with... Um, contusion of sorts. Yeah, um, the bloody contusion. <laughs> so it could have been a 130. So uh, fingers crossed for, for owners that he can continue um, that form of scoring. Do you think, how do you think he ranks in terms of, would you prioritize him over a mid if he was the guy that you could get to? Um, yeah, I think he's still a good buy. Like, so 748K, so still below that 800K mark and might be sort of all people can get up to. But And look at his next four games. So he's got North Melbourne this week then Melbourne, then Richmond, then Hawthorne. So three out of those four games are very, very good. So probably second only to that Essendon run is Port Adelaide, yep. um, which is sort of why we identified him a few weeks ago that he did have this awesome run. Um, break even of 72. So if you don't get him in this week and he smashes North Melbourne, um, then he will shoot up in price. So uh, I think that, yeah, it is It is someone who, if you don't have him and you are looking for a forward, then um, he is someone that you could you could definitely jump on. I still think he's got a little bit of value, but it is it is closing up quickly. Uh, so maybe the last week for him to be considered, quote-unquote, uh, a value trade-in. And with Bailey Smith, it, for me, I think I might have even mentioned this on Monday. For me, I, I have to see something by way of CBAs before I go there. Yeah, just... I, I probably don't want to trade him in without seeing it, but there to... is a world where it could be a great, just punt on a guy with ceiling, with upside, yeah, with so the Trelaw injury. Because like, you're trying to pick the bottom of what seems like a bottomless pit, where if you see some CBAs, then that kind of gives you maybe some yeah. indication that we're going the other way. Yeah. But if it's just nothing, then you could be picking a guy that's going to average. Yeah. This is kind of like yeah. Mills of like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I could see that. But there's every chance that... And like his coach is Bevo. Um, <laughs> and, and they're going all right, the Bulldogs. So... Like maybe it's something that he doesn't want to change moving forward. Yeah. Um, so, but I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being a great pick. I just don't know if I'd be willing to jump on straight away. Fair enough. You want to rank him? 
Uh, so overall rankings, I've got Callum Mills, number one, Rory Laird, number two, Brayshaw, number three, Zach Merritt, number four. So those are my big four mids that we talked about before. Yep. And then at five, I do have a Zach Butters as the guy who, if you can't afford any of those guys and you're looking for a forward, then you would go there. Not psyched about any of the defenders really uh, this week anymore. Yeah, I feel you there. Okay, mate, it's time to put the hands below the table. <laughs> oh, it's time dear. for the big boys. Oh, yeah. The big boys. Let's go. Man, I had a hard time doing this list this week. Um, yeah, I felt like it was a tricky week. Um, like the top maybe three or four were, were okay, but then there's a big clump of players that you could mix and match. So number one for me this week is Clayton Oliver going up against uh, Hawthorne. I Guy believe. loves the MCG too. Loves the MCG, loves uh, a Brownlow vote. Um, so <laughs> he is going up against Hawthorne and I think he's going to absolutely smash them. Number two is uh, Tim English. Again, highest averaging player in AFL Fantasy and his lowest score of 99. So just, you know, safety personified in terms of captains. Um, Feels that way, hey. If he's going up against... Who are they going up against? Carlton. Carlton. Carlton... Look, not the easiest of matchup, but definitely by no means the hardest. So, so they play Saturday night. Yes. So, given that there might be a lot of people that have Heath as your loop with Marshall playing on the Sunday, yeah. it's crossed. Yes. Could you could you roll? Um, he could he could easily be the VC. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Could you roll yeah. him in there? So. so double check your loop. Make sure you've got a red dot after the fact. Yeah. But yes, he could easily be your VC. You got guys like Dacos, Dawson playing. Yeah. You've got a few so. good options playing on the Sunday. Uh, that you can roll into. So one of those players being a Rory Laird, who comes in at number three against the Saints. I think, obviously, they're gonna, not going to tag him or anything like yeah. that. Uh, so I think he's going to be really good. He is actually, if you take out his first game of the season, which was that stinker in the yeah. in the heat, he's averaging 109 for this season. Um, so, look, not, not, not too shabby at all. So And he's had a couple of, you know... Games where he's been questionable to come in, yeah. sick and all this sort of stuff, injured and things like that. So he's still, you know, doing Rory Laird things and a, and a positive matchup. I think he could be big. Uh, Noah Anderson comes in at number four tonight. So if those of you have him, he could be a good VC for you guys up against uh, West Coast. Surely wipes the floor with West Coast. There's talks about Jinby running with him, but I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters much at all. We've seen Jinby run with players before and they've still gone big. I think he ran with yeah. Oliver or something a few weeks ago when... Just did nothing. The f- the feel for me with that Jimby run with role, it's more of a learning experience, I think, for Jimby than a hard tag. Yeah, like, I agree. You know, maybe the coach says go run with him, but I think it's more like see what you can learn. To be fair, yeah. So I think that that's not something that's going to stop me. So he is at number four. Yep. Number five. This is where I started to get a little bit tricky in picking the guys. I've gone with Jordan Dawson. Yeah, which is probably where I'm going to be going the Tim English VC into the Jordan Dawson C on the Sunday. Um, St Kilda are just giving up so many points they are I mean they were giving up points to defenders a lot but also midfielders if they if the midfielders choose to get involved in that chipping around at the Dawson's like a hybrid at this point eh? he's He's a little bit of a hybrid so that's why I think he could be big um, and why I favoured him over number 6 which was my other option Connor Rosie versus North North, Um, the other thing about North is I think they might be up for this game given the Jason Horn Francis thing I think that would just give that kind of a club like just a little bit extra of a you know passion to play yeah. for and and I don't know if it's going to be like what we saw Rosie go up against West Coast a few weeks ago where he just 
kicked three goals, I think it was, and went went crazy. I think there'll be a bit of bit of fuck you about it. I think there'll be a bit of yeah, a bit extra on the game. So for that reason, it was just enough to me just to put Dawson in front of Connor Rosie. Tommy Stewart is at number seven, first time on this list. I think, like we said, Richmond is going to kick in the ball. Um, So if you wanted a very unique VC option. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And we know Stuart has a big ceiling. Yeah. He showed us last year. He could be a good option. Um, and then these last three, I, I kind of flip a coin. I've gone Petrarca, eight, Merit, nine, Timmy T at 10. Um, just all guys that are, you know, doing well this season. Timmy T has a tough matchup this week, so I'm not going to be using the VC yeah. uh, at Gel- uh, versus Geelong. Petrarca, they've got the Hawthorne team, but, you know, on the back of last week, he didn't do what we kind of expected, just a little bit less reliable than Clayton Oliver. And Zachy Merritt without Parrish could go could go strong. Yeah, we also said sometimes Petrarca plays... Uh, I know last week wasn't an instance where they, they pumped Gold Coast, but sometimes when... Um, Melbourne are on top of the team. Pataka goes and plays a little bit more forward, and that yeah. can be hit and miss. He can go forward and he can kick five goals and have 25 touches, and he can go huge, or he could go forward and, and not see as much of it as Oliver does as well. So it makes him a little bit, yeah, like you said, less reliable. He, isn't it? He's a guy that I'd much prefer to VC than to put a straight captain C on. Um, he plays on 4.35, the um, Saturday afternoon game. Yeah. So I don't mind that as a VC. I would just feel a bit nervous going into it as a captain. So... Those are the big boys. couple of guys that didn't quite make the list. Nick Dacos, who, um, against the Giants, who are surprisingly actually one of the harder teams for defenders to score against. Yep. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw up against the Swans. I think that's a much tougher matchup than last week, despite him coming off that 150. Callum Mills. Um, look, I know he hasn't gone over 110 this season, but I think you know he, he is due for a big one. And if you could VC him early on a Saturday, could be anything, um, yeah. but probably just not confident enough for me yet. Bont uh, versing the Carlton uh, Blues could could be decent in Marvel. He's had some big games so far, so he is definitely someone that could have easily made this list. And then the Giants boys going up against Collingwood, just, you know, toughest matchup for mids to go up against, so they didn't quite make the list, despite him going 170 last week. So, those are my lists. But like I said, I found it pretty tough this week, so if you have someone that you really like, maybe back your gut in there, but I'll be doing English into Dawson. Yeah, I think it could be a good week for a bit of variety on the the BCNC front. Yeah, it as could well. be. Um, Got a little spicy one, a little bit of yeah. unique. Yeah, we'll see how it all goes. All right, now, let's head into we yeah, go into the next little segment here. Well, we're going to talk about uh, the teams dropping, but if we go on prematurely on that, the the extended benches. Oh, of course. Let me uh, fire that one up. Um, one moment, because sometimes I know, I know you're keen to get into your spicy takes, mate. Yeah, just let me sound, sound drop. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, let's have a look at the teams. Last week it uh, was playing silly buggers on me, so hopefully this week it is good. Okay, so teams on the Sunday. Uh, no, I still don't have. Still don't have. I still don't have the outs. So let's do our spicy takes. Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll get into that. Hey. Ole, ole. Nice hot, sound hot, grab, hot. mate. 
It's still feeling a bit hot up here in Brisbane. Yeah, it is. Let's the, uh, let's fire off with your uh, your My spicy, spicy take. take first. I'm thinking a very potentially unpopular spicy take, but Ooh. I'm thinking that maybe the rat gets a bit of jet lag <laughs> oh, and a bit, no. of, a bit of drowsiness from all those games that he's been playing. <laughs> oh, and dear. perhaps that's our flight to Perth does him in. I'm sure, I think he goes to Perth, doesn't he, Optus? He's there right now, mate. Yeah. And... Sub fifty. Ooh, the rat. sub fifty for the rat. The okay, okay. So, my apologies to all the rat owners. Does that lead to him getting dropped next week? I'm going to be very unpopular. Well, he's not in my team, so yes. Okay, he, he gets dropped, <laughs> okay. and everyone else is screwed. I've just seen your next spicy take, and you are you are yeah. That that is hot. Uh, let's go to my spicy take this week. It is Setterfield hits his break even against the Brisbane in a tackle fest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yuck, hey, hey. Yuck, yuck, yuck. All of my spicy takes that have hit, and I say that loosely, in the last couple of weeks have been hopeful takes. This guy with his spicy <laughs> takes, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a flexible Hayden sport. Young, tons up. But you also um, have Frio to win. <laughs> quiet, semantics, quiet over there. Semantics. What, what was the other one that I got? Callum Mills to go 120, which he didn't, and then for Callum Sydney Mills to go to, big in the midfield, to win, yeah. and neither of those two things happen. Okay, bang! I'm on a roll. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so Setterfield hits his break even, which is I think 126 from memory. Yeah, 126. So that would make it his second highest score for the year, and we're all laughing and uh, happy that we held. So that's <laughs> that's my spicy take. Like if he if he goes big, the worst part is obviously that I traded last week, but. I'm kind of secretly happy because I don't have the dilemma. Oh, this, I, this, this headache is, is doing my head in, just in terms of the stress it's causing me. I did no work today. <laughs> my clients yeah. definitely suffered because I was definitely distracted the whole day. Don't say that is. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe there's clients that was... Mitch is the consumer professional. He never lets fantasy get in the road of <laughs> never, work. Never, ever, ever. Ever. Uh, hit me with your next spice to take because this is blasphemous. This... Although I'm very hopeful that you're right. Tigers beat the Cats tonight. Tigers yeah. beat the Cats. There, I said it. MCG. You mean the Richmond Tigers? Yep, correct. Beat the wow. Cats. Wow. Do you know I saw a stat the other Tigers day? Tigers beat Cats every day. Tigers are yeah, you'd think that. jungle Just animals. Evolutionarily, yeah, you know, we yeah. beat them. I, think I saw good. a stat the other day that we will have more premiership players playing tonight than Geelong. I think we'll have 15 premiership players to their 14. And we're going to get... And we're going to get pumped. <laughs> uh, so I just thought that was wild. Uh, the fact that we have so much experience still in our team and we... Uh, we still suck. Oh, but anyway. It's killer. Man. Hopefully you're right with that one. It's killer. Hopefully you're right. Hey, I just wanted to quickly, before we go and have a look at those extended benches, hopefully they've dropped yeah, soon. But I want to quickly talk through my trades this week. Yeah, there's actually a couple me. of people in the comments who have talked about um, the fellow that I'm looking at potentially trading out. So Jaden Hunt has been potentially the best pick of the year for me. When I, when I jumped on, um, I was kind of forced to, and it's worked out really, really well. But I'm looking this week at turning Philippou into Drury in the forward line and then with some DPP turning Hunt into a Brayshaw. What are your thoughts on trading out Hunt? I think it's fine at this stage. I think what you're trying to do is trying to get these guys up to keepers. Hunt is not that. When you compare Hunt to, like he's playing a wing role on a poor side, yep. um, I think a poor score is right around the corner. Um, look, he's been a great pick so far, but like we said, he's not a keeper. So if he's your only avenue to getting a pick that you like, then I think that I'm okay with trading him. I'd rather trade him to someone that I'm happy with getting in than force a rookie to like a halfway pick that I'm, I'm not as happy. So those kind of 
mid prices that have done their job, but they're awkward to trade. If that's your only option to get there, then I tick it off. If you can get there another way, then with someone you, you'd rather yeah. trade out, then then do that. But if it's what you have to do, then I think it's I think it's fine. And I just feel like worst case scenario. I mean, touch wood because now that I've said it, I'll probably bloody cook myself. But if he goes kind of. 80 average over the next three weeks, he's only going to put an extra kind of like 50K on your head over the course of that three weeks, which in the scheme of things over three weeks is not that much. Um, so I think that there is merit to um, going... No, he plays for Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> the minute I said it, I was like, this prick's going to come in and steal my gear, right? I knew it. Um, yeah, there's merit to like going early on these guys, especially as their break-even starts to get high. He's break-even 66. So if... He's your ticket to get to a big dog this week um, and the rest of your team's not completely fucked. Um, you know, I think it feels yeah. all right for me. Yeah, I think I'm definitely fine with it. I think Especially because uh, I'm trading a guy who's on my bench, Philippou to Drury, so nothing yeah, else you're on not, my... you're not like putting a worse rookie on your field. So or literally like, like all that's happening on my field this week is Hunt to Brayshaw. Yeah. And you feel a, good about that. That's a massive day. upgrade. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. So based on... We'll go over to the those Sunday night terms and there is a very interesting um, out here. Oy. So Callum Ward was a sub last week for Giants. He is out. Isaac Cumming is out injured for the Giants and the only Cum- in is the Mac. So you're telling me... Cameron Cum- Fleet. You're telling me Cumming's going. Cumming's going. Yeah. My goodness. Cumming's okay. not coming in. Cumming's so going. The only one in is the Mac. What does that tell you? So Mac is coming in for Isaac Cumming. Mac is coming in for coming. But coming's going. <laughs> coming's going. But Mac's coming in for coming. Mac's coming in for coming. And Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, who's on first? Um, but so I, I wonder what the injury is for Isaac coming. Uh, if he's out for long. If he's. I can see you spiraling live. just got fuck. Oh, okay. Fleet. So yeah. is, he, is he just in for a week because Isaac Cummings. What did I tell you, mate? Fleet. So Fleeting. if any Giants fans has any news out there, let us know in the comments um, because. There's a big, big sound. This is. Yeah. And it's Mitch shitting himself. This is. <laughs> My season is on the line here. Um, You've literally found out this five minutes ago. You've traded in fleet. It was fraught with danger from the start. I have to do some research after the uh, after the live show ends. But so it looks like Isaac Cumming is out injured with what I do not know. I'm, I'll try and do some quick little research. But if anyone can find out, let me know. But that is why uh, the Mac is in. Collingwood basically remain unchanged. Uh, Billy Franson's out injured. And the other game, Adelaide versus St. Kilda. Caminiti makes it back in. Not sure if he's still on anyone's benches. Uh, Matt Crouch is out. Patrick Parnell's in. Nick Murray is injured. No, nothing else really relevant there. So everything else all pretty good. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I, th- I don't think there's any other issues on those Sunday. There was only two Sunday games. So, Should we quit mucking around and answer some questions? All right, let's answer some questions. Beautiful. Ask them away, guys. We'll, we'll scroll back up to the yeah, top. Yeah, scroll to the top. Keep asking some Reward those questions. people that asked first. Mm. What do we got? Would you go Setterfield to Anderson and Long to Sharp or Wilmot to Fiorini and Long to Drury? Um, does Wilmot to Fiorini feel like an upgrade? Is that if you're only getting that? I I, I think I said I, earlier upgrade, in the week that I thought that Fiorini was okay to bring in this week. I actually am starting, the more I've thought about it, to think that you've kind of missed it. Um, Me? I got it. No, as in like if you haven't got Fiorini, you've kind of missed the boat. Yeah. Um, so would you prefer that one, the Setterfield to Anderson and Long to Sharp? Is that Noah Anderson? I'd assume so. Mm, 
I'd probably prefer that. I mean, if you could go set a field to Anderson, that means you can go set a field to anyone, really. Yeah. So I still, yeah, I'd them. be okay doing that. You go layer them instead. And who was the downgrade? Own. Who were we downgrading? Uh, long to sharp. That looks like a bench. That's yeah. A bench okay. So that's thing, fine. So. Yeah. You just you just basically upgrading set of field. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I'd probably rather do that than than uh, just settle for Fiorini. Yeah. Someone said I'm here for the audio issues. Well, I hope we. Um, oh, lift sorry, up to Aaron. Our name at the <laughs> you coppered something. You coppered bloody <laughs> something chronic, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, hey, it looks like I'm not the only one. Did you see the the traders had a bit of audio issues today? Yeah, and didn't you bloody jump on that like a <laughs> fucking fly of shit? <laughs> oh yes, even the best have audio issues. Let me fucking give them shit. Twitter well, warrior, mate, I am. You're gonna have to face them bloody face to face tomorrow. Yes. So. Well, actually, while while we're on the topic here, if you guys are in Brisbane and you want to come down and have a beer with us, um, head over to the pineapple at. 12.30, I think Let's we're going to be, be down People there. are not coming for a beer with us. They're coming for a beer with the traders. Oh, the traders will be there too. <laughs> <laughs> the arrogance of this guy. <laughs> yeah, the traders will be there too. But, uh, but yeah, no, come and be with us, the, the ball boys. Uh, but no, 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 the traders are hosting a, a really boys. cool event at the Pineapple. Yeah. Uh, they'll be doing some cool stuff. I think they're doing some giveaways. They're going to do a little show before the game start. I love me. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be good fun. Good to good to meet some people in person that we've talked to, you know, over Twitter and yeah. on the pods and stuff. Yeah. So they'll yeah. realise we're actually fuckwits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they probably already realise yeah, that. Probably <laughs> fair enough. Okay, another question. Uh, let's so Ashcroft and Pedler to Fiorini and Atkins. That's an interesting one. So you're bringing in both the Suns boys. And you're yeah, getting... I don't know about going Ashcroft across. That's that feels very sidewaysy because Ashcroft, Ashcroft and Pedler could outscore for Uridian Atkins this week. Yeah, so yeah, what do you get? Well, you're if you're doing that, you're not you're getting it for cash gen probably. It's, aren't it's you? for cash gen, but I I would question is there other ways you can you can make cash and also get a legit upgrade at the same time? Yeah, and there probably there probably is, isn't there? I, I'd have to think that you there would be yeah. um, because especially because those guys are a little bit higher in price. Yes, their break evens look good now. But if they drop a poor score, you'd be surprised how quickly that break even just halts to a stop and they stop making cash after this one week. So I would try to explore other options. I think, yeah, if you... Yeah, I'm okay with trading at Ashcroft, by the way. I think that's a fair yeah, play. Yeah, that's an aggressive play. Um, there's, there's teams where Ashcroft will just about be the only rookie on people's fields, yeah. you know, if you're highly ranked. so and if But if you're highly ranked, you probably don't listen to this show. You're probably, probably off doing your own yeah, well, research. I think, I, think, I think Team Elite's going to be looking to trade at Ashcroft this week, potentially. So. Elite. How are you going to fuck up this week? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably some somehow. Someone said, is Rojo in or out? I am in. In. You sure? As in this show. Yeah. I probably didn't have to answer that one. Yeah. Given I'm sitting here. Uh, Let's hear some questions. Yes, the dad jokes are back. You don't want the dad jokes back. Don't want them. Tight back. calf. I think that's a sh- that's referring to a parish. There has been that many tight calves so far this year. Old man's injury, that one. Yeah. And yeah, the thing is, though, he's had a few calf issues in the past. So, look, you think it's a one week? But it could potentially be longer. Uh, here's a complex question for you. Listen carefully. Okay. Should I get rid of two red dot rookies to Atkins in a 200k playing rookie? Yep. Or should I go Chase Jones and Jim B to Atkins and Fiorini? In that in uh, in that scenario, I'd prefer the first one because okay. I think the upgrade that you're getting in the other option is not. I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much. And if I can fix up red dots and get my cash gen going, then I do that one. If Fiorini was like a Mills or like one of those premiums, I would go the other way. But because it's just a Fiorini that you're going to have to then trade out again later, I'd go the first one and fix the red dots in that situation. This one's an interesting one here because, um, you know, Rochelle's mentioned we know that he's been 
living in your head this week. So trade mm. Rochelle to Anderson and then go Warple. Uh, that would be down to Atkins, yes. which leaves four rooks on the field, Ashcroft, Hollands, Chincotta, and the Pusis. The Pusis on field or I trade. Think I'd, I think Cal I'd hold Rochelle and try and get the Pusis, like downgrade the Pusis and then take, surely then you could take... Um, so his other option here is Holland trade Cowan up. to Atkins, Philippusis to Drury. Um... That's a tough one. Rochelle's Rochelle's tough because if he stays in that forward role, he might as well be a rookie. It's like, bad, yeah. It's um, really bad. Do, I'd be. I don't know if we asked this on Monday's show, but if there's anyone who follows Adelaide close, we know Bales follows Adelaide closely and sometimes yeah. watches the show. So if why, is he, knows, why was he out of the CBAs? I don't know. Someone tell us. We might get that in the comments. Let's scroll down to some of the comments that are coming through at the minute. Setterfield to Brayshaw, McGrath to Fiorini, and the extra cash. I would feel sidewaysy, although Setterfield to Brayshaw is an upgrade. McGrath to Fiorini. Look, I could tick it off. Uh, I'd wonder if there's something else you could do instead of the McGrath to Fiorini. I feel like if you've got McGrath now, you're almost holding, because like we said, Essendon's got that awesome run. Yeah, well... So is, is it, so is it... And with Ridley very, out... So is it a very similar case to what people are thinking of with Setterfield this week? Yeah, because remember the, 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 the knock we had on McGrath was too many mouths to feed? Yeah, Ridley's out. Ridley's out. Good run. Plus then after that, if Ridley comes straight back in, you've got the fullback of good run. You've got yeah. three of the best teams in the league to go up against. So, yeah. uh, And then you can get him out on his bike to someone who's already played. I feel like at this point I would try and do that. Yeah, okay. Also and try and get the rookies off. So... Let's, yeah. let's address this one. It's more of a general question, but um, like, how many mid-prices do we feel kind of safe to have on the field? I, I kind of My feeling is, we talked about it a little bit on Monday, but when it comes to your trade targets, if you, if you suddenly start feeling all of these kind of risky mid-prices are the value picks, and over a couple of weeks, suddenly now you've got four or five yeah. risky job security mid, like, uh, mid-prices, your team can very quickly then go from mid-price heavy to people not playing heavy. <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. What do you think is kind of a safe amount of those mid-price speculative picks to go, like your Atkins, your Fiorini's? It's, it's an interesting question. I don't know if I have like a definitive number, but the, the thing I would encourage people to do is look at your team and look at how many players you have in your team that you are pretty happy to be quote-unquote keepers, that yeah. you're like not looking to upgrade anytime soon. Those, those mid-prices, you're still looking to upgrade. So... If you go through your team and you can identify, yep, he needs to be upgraded at some point. He needs to be upgraded. And if that number starts growing like beyond, let me use my team as an example. Um, one, two, three, four, five. I've probably got five guys. Yeah, five guys, maybe six, depending on if Hayden Young can keep up his, his form, um, that need to be urgently upgraded by probably the end of the buys. I think if you get that number over like, seven or eight at this point, that's too many um, because you want to be getting close to that completed side, really looking at luxury trades by the end of the buy, which is round 16. We're in round nine now. So yeah, you've probably got about seven rounds. So if you have more than seven guys, roughly, that need to be upgraded before then, keeping in mind, we're probably going to get carnage more at some point. And that's the risk with some of those guys. If you get a few injuries in a row, you're going to be stuck with them. So... um, seven players that need to be upgraded would probably be the line, I would say. 
Uh, Will Powell's a name that keeps coming up a little bit. Some people, uh, or a couple of people, just saying Ashcroft up to Powell or to Powell. I I don't when it, I, when I trade feel Will, like a yeah, massive upgrade. And in my mind, when I trade Will Ashcroft, I'm going to a lock. Like I'm going to a yeah. premium keeper that's just going to sit in my side all year. That's just my that my sort of feeling on it. Um, so what do you think Will Powell can do? He's averaging eighty two so far this season, eighty three. Um, I think with like with decent job security, that's about kind of where. It's, so what's he what's he priced at? So I don't think it's going to be anything. It's a very too... good question. I don't know if I have his price at in terms of a number or an average. Um, it's always it's still one L. It, it still um, feels like six fifty six. So that means he'd be priced about the seventy five mark. So don't you? So then I. I it's don't probably got about 10, 15 points of upside. Yeah, but he's still a halfway house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, when you when you make those trades, you need to consider that that's another trade down the track. It is, and those one of those get. things that, like we yeah. said before, they need to be traded again. So, yeah. um, which is what Ashcroft is. Uh, like yeah. Ashcroft is good enough that, and he's going to make enough money. Like it's it's only two hundred k to get him to a Mills, which I would consider not. A halfway house if things go yes. right. Yeah. Um, so he's the full house for sure. He's the full house. Yeah. So I think um, that's. It, it doesn't feel like much of an upgrade to me. If you're getting Will Powell from a rookie that you don't want a new ground, like if you're getting Will Powell from a Philippusis or a Pedlar or one of those guys, then it feels better because you're taking a poor rookie off the field. But yep. if you're replacing Ashcroft with him, I don't know how much of an upgrade that actually is. Uh, in a word. Don't think about it. Will Powell, Fiorini. Will Powell. Powell? Okay. Yeah, I'll go Powell over Fiorini. And then, just because of the defensive status. Also, in a word, who are you trading first? Ashcroft or Hunt? Hunt. Mike or Jaden? Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's staying uh, in the team, boys. Yeah, get around Mike. <laughs> You'll be guilty. Uh, yeah, uh, that just comes down to roll, I think. Comes down to? Yeah. No, Cummings going. Oh, Cummings going? Yeah. I thought Cummings was coming. No. Going, going. <laughs> We've got to stop with these. Nothing. Let's do um, two more. Well, someone's hit us up about Rochelle. So, Ghetto Legends, I heard on a podcast somewhere, talks about a minor injury for Rochelle. Don't want to hear that. Well, we if that's the that. case, who would you trade first, Rochelle or like an Ashcroft? What do you think there? Because I think they're pretty Shit. close. The interesting thing is I'm looking through the lens of, of the trade-in that Ellie made, which is she <laughs> literally got him in last week. Yeah, so, that's so rough. So to trade out would feel so shit. It'd but feel if, like you're swallowing your pride and you're just like, yeah, it would... Yeah. yeah. If I had... Um, 679k. Look, yeah. he's only 30k more than Will Ashcroft. Oh, fuck off. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that last comment there. Parish out for a month? No. That's is that good. legit? That's good for you, pricks. You said a field owners. Hold on, I need to verify <laughs> That's not this. Good for me. I need to verify this. I don't know if I can parish out for a month. Someone else verify in the comments. Say Z, are you uh, you legit, mate? Have you seen this somewhere? <laughs> what's what's your source? Lone Ranger. What is your source, mate? Well, you verify that. Someone's asked about our ranks at the minute, so I'll um, give you a peek under the skirt. My very Unappealing rank is twelve thousand and forty-five, which is a lot more appealing than it was previously. Hey, you're coming in. You're coming in. I am. I am coming in. So fingers crossed that trend continues. But your rank's doing well. What are you? I'm at? a two thousand one hundred and twenty-eight and climbing. Nice, mate. Hopefully, hopefully on the, climbing on the up and up. Hopefully, yeah. with another upgrade this week. Um, hopefully, with this. Uh, oh, okay. Parish is out. Okay. 
Yeah. One month. That's that covers that that range. Those easy easy those games. Those easy games to set. You you'll kiss, mate. Sliding doors, oh. boys. Sliding doors. Cheers. <laughs> Cal Toomey tweeted Parachinger. Okay, well there you go. Cal Toomey is a reputable source. So um should I if I can't so if I trade in Brayshaw this week and I know I yeah, won't be able to get go, Merritt next it. week. Should I trade in Merritt this week? Merritt, Merritt well, is climbing in my in my targets well, because of that run, because he's going to be the the sole like go to midfielder in terms of like an accumulator. He, I don't know if his role changes too much with Parish out, but yeah, maybe there's more. Ball. I just think there's just more points. Like you know those yeah. uh, that uh, like what's the what's the stat going around with um, like your point share your share of the points or whatever. What's your market share? That's what I'm trying to look at. Your market share of those points in the like midfield, a cake. huh? What? <laughs> you know the market share? Yeah, but like a cake or something, isn't? Sure, like a cake. <laughs> no. Everyone's getting a slice of it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his slice yeah. is just going to be a bit bigger. Yeah, okay. I see where you're going. He's, he's having a bigger slice of that cake or pie or whatever. I, um, I hope he gets a heap of Freddo heads in there too, as well, because that's the worst. If anyone out there has those Freddo cakes with the, you know. <laughs> This is so niche. <laughs> like, so niche. No, people will know this. You know, they're like the ice cream cakes, the Freddo cakes, and you get your slice and you're like, fuck, I hope I get a heap of little Freddo heads in this, and you don't get any. That's the and worst it ruins feeling. your birthday five, <laughs> five years in a row. This sounds very specific, man. I bet you people out there will know about the Freddo cake. Okay, let I us know you. down below if, you, if you've yep. been disappointed by the Freddo cake before. Let's maybe do one more question, and then we'll sign off. And uh, I've got to go do some research on Isaac Cummings' injury uh, <laughs> and see how long he's out. If anyone can let me know, if Cal Toomey wants to let me know if he's out a month, then uh, <laughs> I'll be jumping on. Uh, what's our last question here, Luke? Give us one more. Williams for cash, Jan or GWS rookie. Look, if you can do the upgrade that you want to do by getting in Williams, I would say go to Williams. I cannot do that um, unless I trade Setterfield out as well, but I don't want to do that. So if you can do your upgrade and get in Williams, I think his job security is better. His break-even is lower. He looks like a good player. I'd be going there, and his run is not too bad. But if you need that cash, which is like 170 k then I think it's fine. Confirmed. At least one person knows what the Fredo cake is. So hey, there you go. Thank you to SF21. Much appreciated. Oh, and this too. That's a nice little oh, bit of Oh, I did mean, to, did mean to shout that out, actually. Um, we I, think we, I think we mentioned something. My, my computer's just died. Um, oh. but, sorry, I can't. <laughs> we'll talk about it Monday. Eh? But yeah, he is he is going third. So shout out to, to that bloke. I, again, I'm sorry. I, he, he commented on our thing saying, because we, we mentioned something about Someone captaining Dunkley, who was fourth. It must have been fourth from the week before, and obviously things change week okay. to week. But for context, we're talking about somebody who's um, in our ball boys fantasy league and who's doing really, really well in the rankings up in the Absolutely. top ten. It looks like. So, yes. Well done. Best of luck to everyone this weekend. We better head off. If you do have any more questions that have gone unanswered, please do um, get us on the socials. We try our best to reply to as many yep. tweets as we can. Um, if you're in Brisbane, come to the Pineapple tomorrow. I think it's around midday. Have a beer with us. Have a beer with the traders. And um, I haven't said it in a while. Um, uh, but thank you to very, very much to everyone in the community who's, um, you know, supported us and got behind us. And, um, you know, we really appreciate it. Make sure not only uh, if you listen to this show, but go and check out all the other fantastic shows that are out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of good fantasy podcasts out there. Listen to them all. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Good luck in your round. Hope your captain's fire. Hope your rookie downgrades absolutely crush it and stay in the team for weeks and weeks. And we'll see you guys on Monday night. Laters.